What's going on, guys? Omar from Inside the 18. So for today's episode, you'll be hearing my conversation with USL goalkeeper Cody Lorendi. Uh, you guys might remember Cody from our piece with OKC Energy a few months ago. Um, in today's piece, Cody and I go deep into his career, his time overseas, and his bouts with injury, and how he's overcome all of that to become one of the best USL goalkeepers in USL history. Before we get into the episode, we just wanted to remind you guys about the International Goalkeeper Coaches Conference, which is taking place June 7th through the 9th at the IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Uh, the conference was founded by one of our good friends, Phil Wedden of GK1. Phil has coached all across the world, all across all levels from the U.S. men's national team and the U.S. women's national team at uh, multiple World Cups and Olympics as well. And the great thing about this conference is that it's not just Phil presenting. He actually brings in top international goalkeeper coaches from across the world. Some of this year's presenters are Michael Reckner from Hoffenheim, Renee Stamm of Ajax, and Simon Smith of Newcastle, and so many more. Uh, honestly, guys, the IGCC is recommended for all goalkeeper coaches who are serious about learning and growing as a coach. And again, like I said last time, it's just about growing a network as well. As a goalkeeper coach, it's important to get ideas from different coaches. And for example, if you're in London or you're in Newcastle, you can call up Simon and say, hey, can I come through one of your sessions? And that's kind of how this IGCC works. It's just the GK union and everybody coming together. So just go to www.internationalgoalkeepercoaches.com and and as a special thanks to you guys as our fans for always listening to us and supporting us week in and week out, you can use our promo code IGCCIT18 and receive 25% off. That's IGCCIT18 and you guys will receive 25% off. Thanks again to IGCC for sponsoring today's episode. And once again, guys, my name is Omar Zini. Let's get to the episode with Cody Lorendi. All right, guys, so we are back with another segment of Between the Ears. This time, I am humbly honored to uh, bring in Cody Lorendi. Cody is not just one of the greatest USL goalkeepers, but at the same time, just a great human being. Um, Cody, thanks for being on, man. Hey, Omar, thank you for having me, man. It seems like since a young age, you've kind of known that you wanted to be a professional goalkeeper. Um, and, you know, whether it's from college and then from there, you went to Belgium at a young age. Can you tell me a little bit about what happened in Belgium for you? Yeah, absolutely. It um, it wasn't the the predictable path, if you will, to get to the professional game. Um, I was actually I, I spent one year. I spent my freshman season at a junior college playing, uh, and then I was afforded the opportunity uh, to go abroad, which I took full advantage of. Um, I was there for over a little over two years, um, going to school at the same time as uh, as playing, um, and it was very. It was such a unique opportunity because at that age, I was, let's see, 18, 19 years of age. So uh, I was leaving home for the first time. And I'm, I'm originally from Florida, from Central Florida. So yeah. uh, even something as simple as a winter, uh, I've never really experienced a proper winter. Um, different monetary system, obviously different language. Uh, all these things, uh, just to kind of uh, go and, and follow a passion. Um, from a from a fairly fairly early age was was pretty unique. So I spent two years there. Um, really kind of understood what it was going to take to be a professional, and you know you you definitely find out who who wants it versus who just likes the idea of being a professional. Because you know there are there are downtimes. There are times where you miss your family. I I, I missed Thanksgivings. I've missed Christmases, birthdays. You know um, all those things. Um, and that, I'll be honest with you, that, that kind of sucked, 
you know, and, and you kind of learn to not take those things for, for granted. Um, but as long as, and I, ha- and I have a great uh, support system around me with my family where they kind of, it, in the moment it was, it was tough, but we kind of all collectively agreed that uh, this is my passion and they're going to help me and be a supportive to me uh, following my dreams as they possibly could. But yeah, I was there for, I was there for two years, uh, had a lot of really, really great experiences, met a lot of really great guys, some people that I still keep in contact to this day. Um, and we were put in, in the uncomfortable positions. I think we talked about this when we were in, in, uh, Tucson is that, um, to, you really don't know much about yourself, uh, until you handle the adversity and, you know, obviously being away from home, but being in a locker room with grown men who, you know, this is their, this is their livelihood. And it's not just, uh, you know, we play soccer for enjoyment, but these guys are making a, you know, it's a means to an end for them. Yeah. That was a that was a very unique and very eye opening experience from an early early age. I'm sure, man. And uh, so to, to preface my next question, uh, yeah. I you know watched a video of you and a quote that you gave, which I think will resonate with a lot of people, is that I think if you receive something very quick without having to work for it and earn it, I think it's very easy to take that for granted and for it to leave you very fast. But if you sit on the bench, if you earn it, six seven years do receive the opportunity to to play and be a starter I think you appreciate it a lot more and hold on to it you know and and I think that uh you know it speaks on your journey to the pros and path to the pro and especially a lot of young goalkeepers out there and you know field players as well who are trying to play at the next level so um can you just give me a little bit of a background of your early days as a professional after Belgium um what you kind of did from there Absolutely. So I'll just touch on it briefly. Is in Belgium, I was I was uh, the number two from for the entirety of my stay there. But I got a handful of games. So I moved on from from Belgium. Uh, went to uh, actually went to an open tryout, and at the time, the Puerto Rico Islanders were still around. Um, so I went to an open tryout, paid my own way, uh, and then I was uh, was chosen. Uh, I was given the opportunity to come into preseason and earn a contract. Um, this was prior to the 2010 season, spent three years with them, uh, after securing a contract, uh, as the backup, uh, after, after the third season around Christmas, uh, find out that the team is going to be folding. Um, yeah, so that was, that in itself was, uh, w- was an interesting time as well. Uh, a lot of guys that I was teammates with at that time, you know, wound up, uh, retiring. Uh, from the sport because at that at that time in 2010 the opportunities were few and far between to be on a professional roster um and then from from puerto rico uh went back into preseason with the fort lauderdale strikers i earned a contract through preseason and i want to say it, we were probably about five or six games into the season where I, where i got the start um Definitely didn't come in as a starter, but earned earned a starting position. Yeah. And within the first thirty minutes, um, suffer a lacerated kidney uh, in a in in a collision uh, with the with the attacker. So uh, close to close to seven years of uh, six seven years of of hard graft and uh, kind of doing everything in my power to even make the eighteen, whether that be extra work or. Um, constant availability to your teammates uh just to you know sit on the bench if you will 
Yeah. Um, and you finally get that breakthrough opportunity. You know, unfortunately, it, it resulted in a in an injury, but yeah. it was it was definitely uh, a time where it it took so long to achieve. It was there was a bit of confirmation, like okay, I belong, I can do it. Somebody values what I bring to the table professionally. Um, and it, even though it, it resulted in an injury, it still kind of gave me a little bit more motivation to push through. Yeah. And then, uh, so after you come back from the injury, so you have lacerated kidney and you're out for, I'd say you said 10 months, correct? Ten, yeah. About 10 months. I had, I had one of those, uh, uh, in my kidney, I had a plastic tube and everything. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. It was, it was not fun. It was not fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm um, guessing too. I mean, I, I personally went through an ACL injury and when I was done with that, I, in my head, I said, you know what, I feel like I'm done. My body won't be the same, but I'm sure for you, you know, 10 months, it's not just the physical uh, rehab. It's also a psychological aspect as well. Um, so after those, yeah, well, after those 10 months, uh, you actually pay your, your own way to another trial, correct? In California. Is that, that how it went? Correct. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, uh, early, early ish days of Twitter. <laughs> um, I, follow, I follow Carlos Bocanegra and Carlos is, is promoting at the time. I don't know if he still, he still has this. I obviously I know he's, he's in a front office position with Atlanta, but in Upland, California, he was promoting a three day training camp at his indoor facility, um, with, uh, the opportunity to be seen by LA galaxy scouts and Chivas USA, who was still around at the time, uh, scouts. So, uh, I think he was, he was offering it for like a hundred bucks. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm in Florida. I'm in, in Melbourne, Florida. So, you know, it, it's not going to be cheap. I, I pay for a cross country flight, uh, a hotel and my own uh, rental car to go out there. Wow. And it was, it was one of the best decisions I made because I actually, in a, I'd say about 30 guys who were there, I was probably one of three or four guys with any uh, professional experience. Um, so go out there. I get introduced to a guy by the name of Dave Cameraman, who worked for the LA Galaxy as a scout at the time. He he saw me, um, and actually through uh, through a friend of mine, a guy by the name of Dan Kennedy, who is a quality goalkeeper for many oh, years yeah. for MLS. He was he was uh, Chivas is Chivas USA's goalkeeper at the time, so he was out there as well. He uh, he kind of vouched for me a little bit, um, and then on that Sunday, I was invited back the next week to an invite only combine for LA galaxy two, who at the time uh, hadn't been announced as a squad just yet. Cause this was prior to 2014. Uh, this is the, this is the preseason going into the 2014 season. Gotcha. So, so of course, um, this is fantastic. So I actually land in Melbourne uh, or land in Orlando uh, the, that Sunday evening, um, basically repack my bags and I'm on a flight back to LA, uh, on Monday, I want to say Monday morning. So I'm, I'm, I'm training with them second week in a row out in LA, uh, invite only combine. They like what they see and they invite me back for a third, third weekend. So I've, (laughs) I've essentially at the end of this, I've essentially flown cross country, uh, you know, two full times. Um, and on the third time, uh, I get a call as I land, as I get back home to Melbourne from Bruce arena and Bruce, uh, invites me into preseason with the first team. Wow. Uh, so talk about things coming full circle, uh, a year, a year passes and, and I'm getting a call from Bruce arena 
Whereas the, 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 the year prior, you know, I'm in a hospital bed because uh, of, a, of an injury. So it's, it's proof positive of, you know, as cliche as it sounds, it's tough times don't last, tough people do. Yeah. And so from there, you end up playing, I'd say, 19 games with the Galaxy 2s. Is that, is that Yeah. Correct? So I was actually – it's interesting how football and just life in general works. It, I was actually a beneficiary of, uh, of an injury to uh, the third-choice goalkeeper at the time and uh, kind of moved me in to the starting role for Galaxy 2. So wow. def- definitely uh, took advantage of my opportunity. Like you said, I had 19, 19 games. Um, uh, learned a ton. Third. third in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we wound up we, we wound up losing to Sacramento in the uh, in the playoffs. But between Sacramento and Orlando City that year, they were the, the two best teams. Uh, Orlando City wound up losing, I think, to Harrisburg at the time, who came on strong at the end, and then Harrisburg eventually lost to Sacramento. But again, uh, always always grateful to the Galaxy and and uh, getting to be in that you know situation that those around those great players uh even better most of the time during the week i was able to be called up with the first team to train you know obviously it was in a role of a lot of times you're cannon fodder if you will for (laughs) you know juninho and uh robbie Keane and and landon but uh what a just a grateful for the experience grateful for the opportunity and definitely tried to maximize my time there for sure. And then from there, you go to the Austin uh, Aztecs in yes. uh, 2015. You play 13 games for them. So, you know, little by little, you're obviously coming back from the injury, you know, back to 100%, and you're strengthening your resume uh, for other teams as well. And so yes. from there, now we move into your OKC Energy days, yes. where you are currently the starting goalkeeper and have yes. been probably a fan favorite for, of theirs because almost every piece of uh, content I find on OKC – is you either interviewing somebody or you being interviewed by somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so take, take me through that, though. So obviously, you know, almost, almost full circle now, and now you have a chance to establish yourself as the number one uh, for a great organization like OKC. So yeah. kind of take me through your early days with them. and um, for kinda, sure. you know, Yeah, go ahead. For sure. So um, Austin, Austin Aztecs. Not the not the rebrand, not the not the new team that's playing this this year. Yeah, the Austin Aztecs were we were around for one season. Uh, it was uh, it was an interesting season to say the least. We were dealing with a lot of uh, bad weather. Our field became you know was destroyed. A bunch of different things, a bunch of different factors were were against us. So uh, left Austin, uh, came home back to Florida in the off season, and actually received a call from Jimmy Nielsen, and uh, who was at the time the head coach of of the Energy. Now, Jimmy, in his own right, uh, was a fantastic keeper. Uh, he actually won the league in 2013 with Sporting Kansas City. He did, yeah. Um, and, Omar, when I tell you, it meant the world to me to hear somebody say, you're our guy. Um, that was one phone call that I don't think I'll ever forget professionally um, because coming from someone like him who's done it at a, at a very high level for a very long time and is, is respected as he is, for him to, again, put his faith in me and say that, hey, what you offer, what you bring to the table, we value, um, was something that I was, uh, I was so excited to be a part of. So that was in uh, 2016. It was 2016? Yeah, 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, made the move to OKC. Uh, definitely didn't know what to expect. Um, but 
you know, playing there, there the year prior with Austin, you know, it was a fantastic uh, atmosphere. Um, they were one of the better teams in the league that year. They actually made it to the uh, conference semis. So knowing that you're going into a team that's, that's already competitive, uh, it, was, it was super exciting. So start my first year there. Um, and that, I kind of consider that the first, you know, year as a starter if you will, yeah. uh, where, you know, I'm the guy and, you know, still have to earn it day in and day out, but their, their trust is placed in me. So, um, you know, started that year, we, uh, did, we did fairly well, um, made it to the playoffs, which is obviously a difficult, it's becoming more and more difficult in the, in this league with more and more, uh, quality opponents. Um, and it's been, it's been such an awesome awesome experience ever since. Um, so this is, this is my fourth, my fourth season, starting my fourth season, uh, with the team. And honestly, I, I can't see myself anywhere else. I know we kind of glossed over this, but, uh, September, 2017, I had to, I want to bring it up just because, you know, another injury, unfortunately, that, uh, you know, holds you out for, for yes. a few, if not a few months, almost a year, you pay your dues, get yourself, you know, open trials, you get to the galaxy. And then from there, now you're at OKC where you're, you know, the number one coach has, you know, created an environment for you where it's like validation that all your hard work has paid off. And yeah. from there, it seems like, you know, all sunshine and rainbows, but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, it was a through ball that comes through. I think you guys were, I forget who you guys were playing against, but uh, it was a through we, ball. We were playing against Reno. I'm sure you remember. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah. remember. That. I, I remember. Well, through ball, you come out, and unfortunately, your 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 knee gives, and um, yeah. it was uh, they called the they compared it to a car accident, correct? Like it's called the dashboard. Uh, correct, injuries. because because of the way that the 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 knee uh, receives the trauma, it actually goes. You know, ACLs go out to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, other other knee injuries go either they either buckle or go out to the uh, uh, away from the body. Mine is actually pushed back. So if you can imagine, without being too graphic, if you're in a car accident and you're in the passenger seat uh, getting hit by the dashboard. So, yeah, basically uh, full full PCL tear, um, partial meniscus, partial MCL, and uh, partial popliteus, which is a small muscle that runs behind the back of your knee. Um, had surgery to, uh, to fix the, the, the PCL. And like you said, it kept me out close to a year, you know, as it kind of worked itself out, there was a coaching change that took place. Uh, Jimmy moved on and coach Steve Cook uh, was hired on here. And it was, uh, I'll tell you what, last year was definitely a a trying year in the sense of uh, the uncertainty that, that, that I faced. Yeah. Um, You know, it's a, it's an interesting one because, um, you want to, I obviously took the perspective of, okay, I'm, I'm going to show what good, uh, aspects or attributes that I can bring to the team. So this coach will want to keep me. Um, but at the same time, trying to make sure I get as healthy as possible and not rush back. Exactly. So that, that was definitely an interesting and, and trying time, but, uh, it kind of, it's, it's all worked out up until this point. Uh, I, Kate, I was able to make my debut last year towards the end of the season. I was able to get you know, 10 games under my belt with the, with the squad. And I was able to get a handful of uh, international matches as well. So you talk about both ends of the spectrum again, you know, it's the kind of the same idea that, that I had that I faced with uh, 
you know, coming off the injury and then receiving a phone call from Bruce Arena the year after. So uh, I experienced a bad bit of a bad bit of luck. And then towards the end of the season last year, I was in a good groove. Uh, I was in a good flow state, if you will, uh, professionally. And I received uh, an offer from the team to stay on here for another two years. Yeah, man. I think that's, I mean, for me, it, it just, you know, following your career now and, and, kind of seeing the the things you've had to go through up the ups and downs. And even for me, man, I have my ACL injury and a lot of other people have, uh, you know, similar injuries that when they're sitting in a hospital bed or they're sitting uh, rehabbing, they just think, man, you know, I'd kill to be out there again, but will it be the same? And they, you know, exactly. uh, inactivity leads to insecurity. And especially when you come back from an injury, you're always thinking, you're always trying to, you know, psych yourself into it. But really when you don't have much to do, you're just sitting there thinking about all the negative things that could happen when you go back out there and things like that. So uh, just, to, I know you're a busy man, but um, you know, the last few pieces of advice for young kids who are either going through an injury or struggling to find a professional team, any words of advice for them to kind of help them stick into it and persevere like you did? Of course. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start off with if they're struggling to, to find a, find a team or, or to stay on somewhere, um, first of all, it's important to go where you're appreciated. So even if that means you have to drop down a level, even if that means maybe you have to travel a little bit, even if it means you have to, you know, financially pay your dues, um, all those things I think are, are, are important. You know, we have a, we have a finite amount of years to be goalkeepers, to, to be athletic and to, uh, you know, play at a high level, um, so I would, in my, in my opinion, I would, I would say, Hey, bet on yourself. Um, and then as far as if you are dealing with an injury, uh, take it, take it one day at a time, small incremental victories lead to the bigger picture. Um, that's something that I kind of has a little bit of a mantra that I took in this last injury was 1% better every day. Um, and what that meant, uh, that literally meant for me in the early early days of of the rehab process was just a slight like I'll say three or four percent uh change in um ability to bend my knee you know so it does it's not it's not like uh nothing nothing drastic but you know one uh, if I can get slightly better we're talking right now on a on a Wednesday evening if I can get slightly better today on Wednesday than I was Thursday Think about the the snowball effect of that. You know, come six, seven, eight months from now. Yeah. Um. I, and I, and you know, I've I've had teammates and and I've had, uh, you know, colleagues that they put this hard when they're going through an injury. They'll put a, oh, I'm going to be back in six months or I'm going to be back in eight months. I don't necessarily think that's that's healthy. Um. And and I think that might actually lead to a little bit more stress in terms of how you recover, because in all honesty sometimes you know everybody's body's different so it heals differently and to put that the added stress that if you don't hit your goal uh then there that's some some sort of failure i think that's kind of silly so uh i definitely took the approach of one percent better every day uh and then it 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 does it adds up and then at the end of it you come in strong you come in uh, you know firing on all cylinders and what you, the the term that you use this the, the the phrase was inactivity leads to insecurity. Yeah. Um, if I flip that, I'd say a lot of my confidence, a lot of everybody's confidence when you're coming back from an injury, uh, comes from the amount of work that you that you put in. So 
uh, if you are in a situation. And let me, uh, for the record, I found myself in a fantastic situation with our goalkeeper coach here, Alexi Vizarellis, who Good dude. we were, yeah, great guy. And you got, yeah, we all got to hang out and, and chat for a while back in, uh, back in Tucson, but he definitely, uh, we were all on the same page. He helped me immensely. Um, so I'm forever you know, grateful for him. Um, and that included, you know, starting earlier than everybody and finishing uh, later than everybody. You know, there's, there, was, there was definitely some physical uh, things that I wasn't able to do at first. But slowly but surely, you're able to do a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's, that's what it is. It's just patience. And uh, you said under, listening to your body, understanding, yes. um, taking, you know, the, the proper steps and uh, don't take any shortcuts because at the end of the day, you can find yourself back in that hospital bed if you, you know, take a shortcut or you force yourself back. It, it's got to, you got to be selfish because you don't want to like, tell people you're going to be back and it's like an ego thing if you're not back by a certain time and someone else got back before you and when exactly. really you got to be selfish with yourself and listen to your body and it sounds like you know from what I've been hearing from you and what I've been seeing from you this season um, everything's kind of piecing together and I pray that you stay healthy pray that you guys continue to have great success uh, with OKC and you're in, in you and your personal life and your career as well um, Cody this has been awesome man I really do appreciate you coming on with uh between the ears here it's one of our best segments for sure if anybody wants to find you on social media or you know reach out to you about your story um where can they find you yeah well first and foremost thank you again for your time omar as always it's really really enjoyable to to talk to you and i really appreciate that you show interest in in, in the journey uh oh, yeah. secondly secondly uh twitter c lorendi l-a-u-r-e-n-d as in david i two three um and then on instagram cody Lorendi, L-A-U-R-E-N-D as in David I. Um, I like to be pretty responsive uh, with, with, uh, with people who reach out with questions. I, you know, I like to think I'm an open book and, and I want to help people progress in their own careers, in their own lives. Uh, so please don't hesitate to, to reach out. Um, love to continue the dialogue with, uh, with, with any questions that anybody may have. All right, Cody. Appreciate you coming on, man. Have a good one. You too.